हेलो एंड वेलकम बैक टू मैं भी ज्ञान डू वेर आई शेयर माई ज्ञान ऑन एनी थिंग एंड एवरी थिंग विथ समन और जस्ट सोलो रामलिंग इन टूडेज एपिसोड आई टॉक अबाउट द शस्त्र सेशन विच आई अटेंडेड एज पार्ट ऑफ द सनातन लीडरशिप प्रोग्राम इन नवंबर ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी वन इन द प्रीवियस यू मस्ट हैव हर्ड माई एक्सपीरियंसिस एंड लर्निंग्स फ्रॉम द शास्त्र सेशन ऑफ द प्रोग्राम लेट मी ट्राई वॉक यू थ्रू द आइटनरी ऑफ वट लेड अड एज पार्ट ऑफ शस्त्र सेशन On the first day of the course we got some idea out of the 6 days of the entire course the second half of day 3 and entire days 4 and 5 would be dedicated to shastra part the breakdown was as follows day 3 we would be visiting an army cantonment in trinagar day 4 we would meet and greet with army leadership in baramula and then go ahead to gulmarg day 5 we would visit line of control and a battalion post for lunch it actually sounds plain and interesting but the actual journey to each place was overwhelming and an absolute delight one of the main reasons i was super stoked was that as a defense enthusiast for over a decade all such interactions would not only satiate my hunger for knowledge but also satisfy the inner kid in me boy oh boy i was humbled a unique crafted experience which amplifies my skills and strengthens my determination to always have a vision and focus on the actual goal let's begin we went to badami bag cantonment in srinagar it's a cantonment town on the outskirts of srinagar where the headquarters of indian army's 15 corps resides Now for the uninitiated this core is also known as Chinar Core who has participated in all military conflicts with our neighbors on both sides till date one of the very famous and well respected individual retired lieutenant general KJS Dillo aka Tiny Dillo commanded this core as well my eyes saw a small but exceptionally meaningful reference here which i would like to call out I request everyone to search for Chinar Corps insignia or formation sign. You will see its design has a red and white background along with a Chinar leaf and a battle axe superimposed on it. I don't know about you but Chinar leaf is well known as not only a local reference to the place but also references peace and stability. But having a battle axe on it one should realize it's a Sanatan reference of Shastra and shastra or shakti or kshama power and forgiveness both go hand in hand for the benefit of the masses and collective growth i say this because every parent knows the importance of being kind and sweet along with strict to enforce rules and discipline in their child for a better and stronger future during our visit we were welcomed and taken to the badami bag cants museum where a lot is being talked about the core's history efforts and sacrifices towards a better future of the region the museum just like any other not only captures some historical aspects along with battle equipment but also provides a landscape on the core's initiatives for human assistance redevelopment during natural calamities while we were getting our group picture clicked i noticed the name of that museum it was called ibadat e shahadat which in urdu means worshiping the sacrifice i like that touch and emphasis on what matters the most 
My father was in the Central Armed Forces, so I've lived the cantonment life and the visit to another cantonment was just nice. But I can assure you, for any civilian, it's a mesmerizing moment and a chance to walk in the shoes of a soldier. The intention is to understand that the larger organization goal has to be understood and you need to be aligned with it in order to function like a well-oiled machine. The fourth day, we went to Gulmarg. While there are many tourist activities there, from a Shastra section, there is one exceptionally important place there. High Altitude Warfare School, Hawes. I personally had promised myself back in 2016 that I will visit this place one day. And voila, I love how the universe plays its role. Hawes is a training and research establishment for the Indian Defence Services the world's best school for snowcraft and winter warfare. As a defense enthusiast, I was simply chuffed and giggling like a kid because the best of the best learn and hone their skills here. We entered the school and were taken through a museum built to talk about the history of Indian Armed Forces and its relationship with the mountains and snow. It's named Kanchenjunga and White Devils Museum. A small but exceptionally elaborate museum showcasing how Indian soldiers have been handling pressure, nation's vision, and responding to Mother Nature with minimalist equipment, especially since Hawes' creation in 1948. This involves a list of army officials who have attempted climbing peaks for expedition purposes, military operations such as Siachen and other Karakoram peaks. From regular expeditions over Mount Everest, till Operation Dhud and Kargil War to capture, safeguard Siachen Glacier. The details of those who successfully completed and unfortunately, some who lost their lives during such operations. During the tour, we were shown the evolution of winter wear our soldiers came across while trying to safeguard the Himalayan frontiers. My oh my, we started off with almost nothing. Since 1948, during Operation Dhud in 1984, our winter wear was still abysmal, but nothing reduced the determination to achieve the goal, the vision. We learned that winter wear is just one small aspect of winter warfare in Hawes. The biggest training here is to instill the confidence, stamina and to defrost the fear of the unknown. Any individual here is taught to integrate themselves with the environment so that you respond accordingly. Winter is not just for the Army, but for Air Force and Navy too. Air Force is also trained to fly their helicopters for supplies at inhospitable terrains. I would recommend two things for everyone to understand aspects of winter warfare. One, a book. The name, Long Road to Siachen, The Question Why, by Kunal Verma and Rajiv Williams. You will understand the terrain with stories from Operation Meghdoot and Gargil War, how our soldiers fought the battles in the mountains. Second, listen to a recent podcast of retired Lieutenant General Kulkarni on the show ANI Podcast with Smita Prakash. He talks about more details and challenges of the terrain. After an elaborate tour of the museum, we were taken for a tea session with Hawes Commanding Officer. After a round of introduction, he shared his observations and learnings with us around leadership. 
We also asked how we civilians can assist defense services and their families, for which he called out need for providing financial planning skills and guidance. Many families of the armed forces are caught up in civilian matters. The request was, wherever possible, provide the guidance and assistance, because just like the regular folks, they also would not know where to start and how to achieve their goal. It was a fulfilling day, so after a good elaborate session, we left back for our hotel. The fifth day was going to be another interesting and exciting day. This day was broken into two parts. In the first section, we were to visit JNK Light Infantry Regimental Centre in Baramula, where we were to meet and greet leadership. This was one level up from our previous sessions, because we were to meet five ranks of leadership who are involved in decision-making, from a Major to Major General. During introduction, Major General surprised us when he shared our details showcasing that it's good to know your guests and discussed our professions with us. That showed our files and details were shared beforehand and what effort the leadership put just to meet with us. The session talked about their learnings from the field, on the ground, what made the armed forces leadership ready. They talked about having a common goal, aligning themselves with the country's goal and not compromising on the do's and don'ts. After a short session with these ranks, we had a good tea session with them and knowing them understanding and their perspectives towards order, commitment and clarity of thoughts was just refreshing. A major explaining his objective to align his troops for the bigger mission. A colonel's objective to hear his middle managers' challenges for their men to work towards the common objectives. A brigadier's objective is not only to see the bigger picture which covers all the men who will deliver those small objectives, but also contribute to the top management in providing exceptional and accurate information and data so that an informed decision is taken not only to achieve the vision, but also to take care of the entire group of those soldiers who are working on the ground. After this elaborate session with the leadership, we moved on farther from the city, deep into Uri. I would recommend you to Google Kaman Aman Setu. This is the last point of the Indo-Pak border, a bridge on the line of control in Uri district. This place makes you realize the landscape our forces have to protect. And I do not speak from a military perspective, but from a leadership perspective, how people down in the hierarchy will align to the organization's vision. After reaching Kaman Aman Setu, we were welcomed by a major posted there, who took us to the bridge. While standing at the border, it's always a mixed feeling to see the difference with no difference at a place. With this confusing statement, I mean to explain the scenario where the land has been differentiated with barricades and flags, but the land is just the same with exactly the same people, just a bridge to showcase the difference of opinion and perspective. The major explained the bridge and how it's shaped. We saw the bridge divided into two sections. The Pakistani side had steel flooring completely for even a small vehicle to cross. But the Indian side had only half of those steel plates, only big enough for people to walk and nothing more. When asked why, we were told that this is to ensure that no trick is played for any vehicle to cross by any chance. But the bridge is to be accessible enough to walk up for talks. 
we were impressed with this detailed thought here. This continued with the major talking about his battalion's diligence and commitment to secure the post 24-7 and also explained how the other side are way casual and relaxed compared to our side. One of our batch members asked, why would you be alert and always in attention mode? To which the major responded with a confused but firm look. He said, if not us, then who else? Honestly, it valiantly showed the essence of leadership. If you aspire to be a leader, that too a transformational one, you do not simply do a job for the heck of it. One of the famous statements casually floating out there is, you do good deeds when no one is watching. And this is exactly what the major meant. He also showed a tunnel which is also used as a post for gunners to guard the LOC. Our entire batch was excited to see what a daily life of a soldier at such posts would look like. We had another good session with the major who, after a cup of tea, surprisingly gifted us a framed picture clicked at the bridge just 10 minutes ago. That was such a nice gesture from them. We moved on back towards civilization, but before that, we had one final stop. That would be at JNK Light Infantry Battalion posted in Uri. We got to know that it was an invitation from the colonel posted there, who graciously hosted us for lunch and interacted alongside his officers. We also interacted with a female army doctor, who attracted a lot of attention from our batch, because most of the batch members had their own circle of youngsters who are in school and every member wanted to learn more from the doctor so that they could go back and motivate their own circle of youngsters to take smarter decisions and use that lady doctor as a source. Our time had come to go back to our hotel and thank the colonel for hosting. But our Indian culture for hosting knows no bound. Each batch member was gifted a small handcrafted wooden mobile phone table stand. We all were chuffed with this gesture, but were left humbled and understood the deeper meaning of this after his explanation. The colonel explained, The local population nearby the border areas do not have many options from a professional perspective to sustain themselves and their families. To reduce the chances of brainwashing, conversion for anti-national activities, the army creates these opportunities, with wood carving being one of them. The opportunity is paid by the army from its own pocket, which additionally creates moments where the same population can provide sensitive information around the area when the need arises. While it is a mutually beneficial moment, but from a leadership perspective, you learn that your growth lies in the hands of others. So unless you do not uplift others, you cannot grow. Trampling over others to rise could happen, but that will never transpire into a leadership moment. While our next and last day was left for shopping and visiting Srinagar city to ourselves, we all were filled with a sense of calmness, confidence and humbleness understanding the 360-degree overview of what leadership means. The transactional nature of an individual can be changed into a transformational one. Collective growth is essential and a true leader does not have to hold a higher position in their personal or professional lives. A leader can be a mother raising a child. 
such as Rajmata Jijabai, who raised, trained Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. Our own mothers are nothing less than a leader. A leader can be someone lower down in the professional order, doing their daily tasks exceptionally well. Examples are the scientists working at ISRO, who do not compromise on their deliverables. I have realized how rich our Indian culture is. It oozes of knowledge from every corner. Learnings from every individual, you simply have to keep your eyes and ears open. Since the leadership course happened, the world has changed drastically. I've seen the rise of ChatGPT, the Russian attack, live through the COVID phases along with my personal and professional hurdles being thrown at me. And all along, I felt that we all live Ramayan, Mahabharat and Chanakyaniti on a daily basis. It has helped me stay grounded, calm, focused and helped me bring comfort that no matter what, I can go back to these books to help me find a way out as long as I stick to Satya and Dharma. What added more weight to my conclusion and brought a smile on my face was when even my external affairs minister called out this fact that a person as experienced as him reads Ramayan and Mahabharat multiple times for any challenges he sees around. I am grateful to Dr. Gaurav Pradhan for creating such a brilliant curriculum and adding the Shastra section with Dithyul. I hope these podcasts for Sanatan Leadership Program were interesting to you. My only endorsement would be to read our Shastras with an open mind. Try relating it with real life and you might see a ray of hope during your turbulent times. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to get to pick your ears for some other gyan I feel I can share.